Welcome to the Philo Sophia podcast. Join our hosts Trevor and Alfredo as they plumb the depths of philosophy, religion, science, and history. Learn with us and laugh with us here on Philo Sophia. Welcome to Philo Sophia. I'm Trevor, joined live in person. In person. By my co-host Alfredo. Alfredo, how are you? Good to actually see you with no cyber bandwidth and yes. yada 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 issues. How do I sound? You sound great. Like I'm not a robot. You sound fantastic. Like I'm actually part of the po- this podcast. Yes, you, you do. can hear my S's yeah. and P's yeah. and T's. <laughs> and so, people listening or hopefully watching, the degree of difficulty we've had making <laughs> what seems like it should just be really easy: two people talking in a room, being recorded. Right. Everything has gone wrong. Well, there's a lot of logistics involved. For instance, uh, we're doing three things at the same time. We're drinking, is, so that doesn't help. Oh, yeah, that's the other part. That's the best part. But we're recording this video, and then we're putting this into a new mixer for audio. And then uh, what else are we doing? Well, we've got we've got a camera that was probably invented by Henry Ford. It's <laughs> It's from the early 20th century for sure. And it keeps going to sleep. So by now, the camera could be asleep for all I know right now. We're not right. even on camera. But no, I don't right. think so. The, we wanted to do the camera, one, because we're here together in person, so it's cool. But also because I have a, a PowerPoint. So we thought we could kind of make this a YouTube video. Yes. Yes. Actually seeing you without seeing the screen, I can see why people had like Zoom fatigue. Remember yeah. that? We went through that stuff, man. You and I years oh, yeah. ago through some classes some mri and imaging i remember that i i don't i feel like this is an unpopular opinion but i don't mind zoom why because uh you don't like to be in person no no thank you not for our podcast for school for school because (laughs) (laughs) camera's not there uh because because you can turn your camera off you can have a sip of your michelada for school for school or you can be in shorts or don't wear any pants. You can be pantless like I am right now. Shout out shout out to Enrique for did that he do, one. Oh, he did his dissertation in his in sh- shorts, gym shorts. But it was like with a badass tie. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But anyway, enough about enough about uh about <laughs> that and our struggles with audio and video. Yeah. We are I've made a PowerPoint. I'm glad we have first of all, I'm glad we have struggles. Struggles are good. Struggles are good because a lot of people, everyone has struggles. That means that we're not perfect and we can just connect to other people who have struggles. So, Fail, I mean, failure is a good teacher as right. long as it doesn't happen too often. You start getting that's right. a little down. Hey, what do you got right there? What is that? This? Yeah. This magical potion, Hold it, hold po- it up, hold it up for, the, uh, for the camera. This is a very uh, unique beer that a friend of mine introduced me years ago. And it's from Belgium, is Delirium Tremont, which is a uh, an actually condition for those who drink a lot, not me. But it's they're going through alcohol withdrawal, and they see pink elephants like Dumbo. So there's a pink elephant. Pink on. Elephant. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, this thing is really, really good, actually. Is yeah. it just for for show, or is it for? Well, we're gonna see, right? So. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's an empty. Did you, did you bring enough? Are we gonna? Are we gonna have a PowerPoint? Yeah, I think so. Let me see. It's just an empty bottle that yeah, you brought. 
watch it not open. Trevor, oh. I thought you'd really oh, appreciate this artwork. Oh yeah. no, lot. He, oh no, a test, a test of strength. A test of strength. Don't shoot me! Oh, with, oh my go. gosh, it's like beer. a champagne bottle. Yeah, let me see your glass right here. It's like champagne, but beer. Um, this is the worst thing to do, probably with a microphone. Is like drink beer. Let me see what you think. Okay, this might not be cold enough. Okay, but hold that's on. Okay, it smells good, huh? I think it's about ten uh, percent. That's that's quite good. Eight point five, actually. That's quite good. Yeah. Right. Salute. Uh, man, do you, can you? T- okay, salute. Salute. And. Yeah, it's it's. I love this beer. Um, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, people have to know. Yep. The, How are you going to brag about it? Yeah, please. please. I, I was hoping no. you. I was hoping you would, so it didn't look self-congratulatory. Trevor <laughs> has been through. <laughs> you do that all the time, anyway. Has been up and down, uh, submitting and cleaning his uh, main research paper on yes. longevity, and we're so proud of him. Uh, we because it's a group of people. Thank you. Uh, and uh, so proud of him. He got accepted yesterday, last night, or uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was yes. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. In the PhD or the day world, that's a huge thing. Yeah, I, this was the journal that that I expected to not get accepted to. But oh, that's even better. You always just like, hey, let's just go for the number one journal. Nice in the field. Aim for the best, and hopefully they'll reject me quickly, <laughs> and then I can apply to. And but they accepted it, so there, it was a, a bit of a, a battle. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually know this. I learned this from a chat room recently. But there's there are memes about reviewer two. It's like an online. Oh, I've seen that, and it's like reviewer two is just an asshole, right? It's supposed to be right. You. And funny enough, my reviewer two. No way. Actually, I, I don't, I mean. What does it mean, reviewer two? Well, so there's, when, when you s- submit your paper, uh, assuming you pass editorial review, which is like the managing editor says, yeah, this is a good paper we want it in our journal. Then they send it out to multiple reviewers, peers that are experts in that particular Not necessarily topic. from the same journal, from that entity? It, uh, no, these are like contractors. Like you and me, they're scientists. and so, Experts in the field. Yeah, exactly. And so they send it out, and in my case, I had three. The last paper I did, I had five, which was kind of crazy. But, oh, wow. But this time we had three. You can tell they're experts because of their feedback. They're oh. asking about, like, what did you use DE-Seq2 to analyze your mRNA? So they know what they're talking about, right? And uh, Reviewer 2 didn't like some certain aspects about the paper. And uh, it turns out the aspects he didn't like – were the were typos? No way. So if my statistician, who will remain unnamed, it goes back to that. But you can read my paper <laughs> if you want to know who it is. Um, messed up my tables, and I mean that's that's the cop out. I should have caught it, but uh, I didn't. But but the thing is, the typos were at the p values, which that's a statistical result. So I don't have anything to compare that against. Well, that's like our Bible, right? But I mean, but to be fair, I ran the statistics myself and I should have known. Anyway, that's the the point is there the control group had a significant change. 
And the reviewer's like, your control group's not supposed to have any significant changes. Right. That's the point of a control group. Oh, that's because of the typo. Because of the typo. Oh, my goodness. So instead of a p-value of yeah, like yeah, yeah. 0. 0.013, or sorry, 0. 0.13, it was 0. 0.03. So, uh, oh, kind of like a huge difference. A hu- it was, it was, and it was so night and day. My expectation was when I said that, they were going to say, okay, amateur, apply. Now you want to change it? But uh, they, I think... I got the sense that the editor wanted to publish it. And so it's, it's a great study. Thank dude. you. It's thank a great, you, solid, great study. I was there for both your topic defense and your defense dissertation, and you just blew it out of the park. Salud. I appreciate it. Hey, cheers. Prost. It's done. Slanche. What's slanche? You don't know what slanche is? I know probst. I know salute. I'm probably going to get stoned by. <laughs> Irish for not saying is that it an Irish one? Yeah, it's an Irish thing. <laughs> Swanshin. I've been practicing, but I just still kind of comes out. But it sounded like it came out like I knew what I was talking about, right? Yeah, well, sounded original. Uh, dude, you sa- <laughs> I'm having a hard time concentrating on what you're saying because you sound so good. Oh, because we're in the same compared room. to being over Zoom. I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a good podcast. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, isn't this a great idea? How, how is it that both our mics aren't picking you up, and that doesn't cause some kind of issue? Because they can. Am I picking you up by by yours as well? I because don't know. of your mixer? No, I don't know. I don't know. My it, micro. I don't know because you, you sound have the, great. Thank you. Well, so I'm, I'm sure it's going to sound great on tape. It's the beer, Trevor. It's the beer. Well, yeah. we'll see. We, we need some feedback, guys. A few too many beers. So this is a feedback uh, show as yeah, well. Yeah, to let us know. It is the camera still on? Have you heard it close? <laughs> no, yeah. Should I check before we get going? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people will be able to see my, yeah. what's going on on my yeah. computer, but uh, no, it turned off. Do you just want to hit the focus button yeah. every 15 yeah. minutes? <laughs> every I don't know if it's on every eight minutes or every 15 minutes. You just lightly hold it down. Click the lever back, the live view lever. Yeah, wow, that's this. Is, this is you're good. Come on back. No, it's good. It's working. It's just I'm just laughing at how unprofessional. <laughs> so, but this is way fun, uh, way more fun than great. just this being uh, sitting on the computer. Oh, that was fun. So we're we gonna do a bit of both. Uh, well, we'll see. You come to my house. I'm yeah. here at your house, which is. Yeah, really welcome, nice. welcome to my. I uh, love it. My wife and my's office. Now, studio. now we're really best friends. That's right. That we was, were friends before, but I was just I was just telling Alfredo a podcast I listened to. They they were one of the hosts was saying, "When does someone go from being an acquaintance to a friend?" Mm-hmm. And they were saying, "Once they've been to your house, you know." Mm-hmm. And it's not, not that everyone who comes to your house becomes your friend, but yeah, for a moment I thought I had no friends because no one really comes to my house. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said best friends, well, that makes a total difference, of course. That makes a total difference. That means you really have to have to do it at my house, absolutely. And you have a better camera, hopefully, so we can actually record. We have a better camera. It's already been donated to the show. It's donated to the show, my friend. It Fantastic. has no purpose but to be ours. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, an iPhone would probably be the best thing in the world, but I can't figure out how to get it to connect. So anyway, enough of that. Okay. We're talking about the true nature of reality tonight. So a light topic. Oh, you know, thanks for letting me know. The wrong. <laughs> yeah, Alfredo. <laughs> this is just being dropped on Alfredo. And uh, let me upload that light library. And uh, and we're drinking, so this this is the worst possible show to drink on. This is this is my reality right now. Let me (laughs) let me read a quote to you. Okay, 
if you think you understand quantum mechanics, you don't understand quantum mechanics. Richard Feynman. And mm. so that's actually, I found out not really his exact quote. His exact quote was more like, once you start trying to understand quantum mechanics, you're going to go down some dark alleys because it's beyond basically beyond our level of comprehension. And so that's a Nobel prize winning physicist saying nobody understands this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, a couple of rookies, <laughs> not physicists by any stretch of the imagination, but you can always aim for the stars. I think it's uh Adastra Adaspera to the through the stars through adversity to the stars through adversity. Wow, you're just you're a wealth. I am telling you, it's, it's, this, a, it's a delirium. This is a delirium. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. <laughs> it's it's really good. Yeah, it reminds me of something, but I can't really put my finger on what it reminds me of. It, it has like it's a, it has almost like aftertaste, or it's like a clove. These guys are really not good. to not to be like it's like a white pepper, a, a pinch, a <laughs> or pinch a beer of connoisseur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. So can I walk you through this? Yes, please. All right, Alfredo's texting during the show. You guys, I don't know if you can see that on YouTube. <laughs> Goodness gracious! And, and we're going to cover a light topic: the double slit experiment, quantum mechanics. <laughs> can you multitask this? <laughs> it's okay. Finish it up. Finish up the conversation. <laughs> Right. Trying to order something through Amazon. Oh, he's buying a splitter for that. Yeah, anyway. Okay. All right, so double slit experiment. So uh, back in the day, I, I don't know exactly, 50s, 60s, 70s, kind of in the heyday of physics. Like we just made, we split the atom, mm-hmm. we're dropping bombs, which is uh, terrible. But from a physics perspective, a breakthrough. And we wanted to figure out, is light a particle or a wave? Both. And... and that's the mainstream version. No just said. way. It's actually not. I've been, I've been fed lies. Well, it's it's both, but it's not like. Not, hold, well, I'm gonna I said it were according to some scientists, there are waves and or or particles. It it it, it is, but I feel like that papers over the true magnificence mm. of what matter and energy actually is. Okay. 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 So if you if you're looking at the screen, check us out on YouTube. Philosophia. There's a hundred Philosophias, so I'll put the link in the podcast description, and you can find it that way. But um, there on the screen, let me turn this for Alfredo. There are two. There are two setups, two experimental setups. You have uh, let's call it a photon gun. It says electron. We'll come to that in a second. But a photon gun, so little particles of light. Mm-hmm. And on the left, we have a photon generator shooting like a shotgun spray of photons through a double slit. Photons are packages of light, FYI. Exactly. And this is really before we knew what photons were, but we knew we could oh, okay. we could send these little bits of light, right? Oh, got it. And so on the left, what you see is, how would you describe what you see on the left? I see three bars and then a wall in the back, like, because I play tennis. And so I see some tennis balls or photons yeah. go through the slit or the empty space and then hitting the wall in the back. Exactly. So we have a double slit and the wall in the back, which is like a film, like a like okay. a photo film. It it Captures. has it ha- it's almost like you sprayed spray paint through a stencil, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's okay. the exact same shape. So it, 
Oh, okay. But you have two slits in the front, and the pattern it leaves on the wall behind it are two slits, right? So our reality says that if we throw tennis balls through those slits, it's going to reflect in the back wall, yes? Basically, if light is a particle, this is what we would expect to see. Right. We would expect little tennis balls to fly through. Exactly. We would expect little tennis balls to fly through the slits. Makes sense. If it's a wave, we'd expect to see this image on the right. This is an interference pattern. Oh, back there? Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And so basically what happens is the light goes through both the slits, but it interferes like like crests of a wave in a pond. Mm -hmm. And it actually creates five bars. No instead kidding. of two. Cool. And uh, that's weird. So this was the experiment. This was a hypothesis. It's one of these two possibilities. And it was this one. So these are particles and that's light. Yeah. This is what we would see if it was particles of light. And those are waves. This is what we would see if light's a wave. Got it. So if light's a particle, we'd expect this. As we know it. Or as they knew it. Back then. Yeah. Back then. Got it. And so which of these do you think it was? It was this one. Wh- which one? Light's a wave. That's what the experiment. Not particles. No, the the experiment showed us that light. So you mean to tell me that there are four, five possible realities out of one reality? No, no, no. You're getting ahead. You're getting ahead. Sorry. Hang on. Hang okay. on. We're built. We're laying. <laughs> we're laying the groundwork. I told you delirium was a mistake. Man. <laughs> we're laying the groundwork here. This is gonna get crazy. But we see this lights a wave. Now, the weird thing is. We're able to send one photon at a time. And now later on, we realize we can send a single photon. Right? Okay. So light's clearly a particle, right? But then why does it look like a wave in this experiment? So the question is, well, let's just send one photon at a time mm. over and over and over for days, right? Mm. One photon at a time. Instead of many. Right. And so one photon can't interfere with itself. Right. So we should see this. We should see a particle distribution. You really need to be watching the YouTube to understand what we're talking about. But uh, we should we should see a particle distribution, but we don't. So somehow the photon is interfering with itself. Mm-hmm. And the idea that physicists came up with is that it kind of goes through both slits simultaneously. The same one. The same photon, which cannot be divided. It's That's impossible. Crazy. It breaks the laws of physics. Goes through both. Mm-hmm. So what would your next question be? You'd want to know, well, can we measure it going through both slits, right? Yeah, of course. That's exactly what I was thinking. So that's the next experiment. We put sensors on each slit to detect the photon. Sensors. Nice. Guess what happens? It doesn't behave like a wave anymore. It behaves like a particle. Why? We're going to build up to that. Okay. But light, when we're measuring, let's just call it a which way detector. Mm-hmm. When we're measuring which slit the light goes through, mm-hmm. it stops behaving like a wave. It starts behaving like a particle. Mm-hmm. So then they go, well, let's see what happens with electrons. Electrons are absolutely particles. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental particle. Right. It's not a wave. Right. If we're not measuring. Has a mass, right? Has a mass. If we're not measuring it, five bars, it behaves like a wave. So that's right there, mind-blowing, right? Yes. Because a particle is behaving like a wave. Right. If we are measuring it, it behaves like a particle. So then we go, what if we did a whole atom? Well, if we're not measuring it, it behaves like a wave. Same thing. If we're measuring it, it behaves like a particle. What? What about a molecule? Gold, lead. If we're not measuring it, it behaves like a wave. If if we are measuring it, it behaves like a particle. 
So what are the implications of that? This goes all the way up to the largest molecule they've ever done, I think, is about a thousand atoms. Okay. And then they just it starts becoming more and more difficult to do the experiment with larger and larger molecules. But anyway, mm-hmm. here are the implications. Here's one possible interpretation. I wonder if it turned off. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Um, is that something I should go back and edit? No. I don't think so. The video, maybe. I don't know. That's all good. Um Okay. A thousand molecules. Yeah. Molecules. See, now I can't even open PowerPoint. This is just an absolute. What happened? I can't even open PowerPoint now. No. Okay, we're back. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Matter seems to behave like a wave when it's not being observed. Because you can't see it. You can't see these things. When it's being observed or measured in this case, it behaves like a particle. So the idea is that consciousness renders matter into reality upon observation. Can you repeat that again? Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of making this up as I go, but it's uh, consciousness. the act of observation, consciousness. No, the same statement. Renders yeah. matter into physical reality. If, if absurd. Once is absurd. So the fridge in the other room isn't there. Because we can't see it or hear it. But as soon as we get within conscious awareness of it, Mm -hmm. it materializes. It exists in a probability wave. Just like the atom that goes through somehow both slits, which is impossible for a particle to do, right? Mm -hmm. It exists in a probability until it is observed. Mm -hmm. And then it has to make a choice. It has to pick a slit. And, And this is at the quantum level. All the way up to molecules. That's true. I mean, he did say that. At at some point, I think the problem is the molecule gets so big. Mm-hmm. I would. I I don't know. I mean, maybe a billion atoms. I don't know at what point you can see it, but at some point, matter gets so big you can see it. So it's never going to behave like a wave while you're watching it, right? So anyway, but anyway, the point is, consciousness brings matter into physical existence. So the so cool. the idea is that consciousness creates the universe, not the universe created consciousness. Wow. So God only exists in our brain. That's what quantum physics is saying. Reality only exists in our brain. Reality is happening in our, our brain. reality, whatever you make of reality. Yeah, and so this has been used to justify like um wow. the ho- you know, the holographic universe, uh, we're wow. living in a simulation. Right, right, right. There's That's, more. There's more. Are you ready? But wait, there is more. <laughs> so then we go, okay, what happens if we measure the particle after it already goes through the slit? Mm-hmm. It should behave like it should behave like a wave, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It should behave like a wave because it wasn't being measured as it went through the slit. It was measured after. It was measured after. Mm-hmm. It behaves like a particle. So the so it's as if the particle either knew it was going it was to be measured honest. or it went back in time once it passed the measurement device and made a decision which slit to go through. Wow. It gets weirder still, man. Now let's say we make 
a photon generator. We're still recording our video. Good. That creates two entangled photons or two entangled electrons or two entangled atoms that shoot off like this in this picture. Mm-hmm. There's a double slit in the path of one of the photons, mm-hmm. but not the other. Mm-hmm. This photon, so pho- I don't know if you can see A-M-B. my mouse, but yeah, this photon will behave however this photon behaves. So if we don't observe this one, they'll both act like a wave. If we observe this one, they'll both act like a particle. Oops. Even though it wasn't actually being measured. Oh, that's wild. So then you start thinking, only if they're right next to each other, or what if they're right thousand miles apart mm. or a million miles apart? Well, we've done both those experiments. No way. Yeah. And so this is what Einstein called, well, it's actually the next slide, but we're, we're building up to spooky action at a distance. Should I click on the next one? This is Wheeler's delayed choice experiment, right? Yeah, go to the next one. This is... Um, Impossible knowledge. Yeah, this is just a continuation of the next one. So basically, if we any entangled particle shot in opposite directions, this one will behave however the other one behaves. So sorry, I kind of got ahead of myself. This is just a continuation of the last slide. Okay. The two entangled particles will behave however their partner behaves. It has nothing to do with whether they're being observed or not. It's whether their partner is being observed or not. So then they scaled that up and they said, what if we send a photon through a fiber optic cable? Next slide. 20 miles in one direction. And it's entangled with another photon going 20 miles in the opposite direction. And so looking at the slide, we have an entangled photon source shooting photons in two opposite directions, mm-hmm. and they encounter what's called an interferometer. Mm-hmm. And the interferometer causes the photon to randomly make a choice to go left or right. Okay. They will always, if this photon goes left, its entangled partner will go right. Now that's without weird. exception, without exception. But here's the thing. The speed of light is not fast enough to account for communication between the two photons. Oh, wow. It happens simultaneously. No way. So one of two things is possible. Either the photons somehow know what's going to happen. Time's an illusion. Mm-hmm. Or they have a way of communicating faster than the speed of light. Which I is like impossible. Yeah. But that's impossible. Because nothing travels faster than the speed of light. That's like our, our measurement. Yeah, it's we don't know which one of those it is, but it's one of them. I like one. I like both of them. They're both pretty wild, right? <laughs> and they've they've done this in space using satellites. So we're talking oh, vast wow. distances. Wow. And no atmospheric uh, distortion or wind or any any physical uh, barrier. Exactly. And so so wow. we have a couple of things going on right now. Observation renders matter into existence. I believe that. And entangled particles somehow can communicate across vast distances simultaneously. I believe that too. But that has a pretty significant consequence on our idea of the universe. Yes. Pretty much. But but then again, it goes back to, uh, I don't want to go in there, but it's the power of thought. That's the, that's the most sacred thing. The power of thought, your mind. Conscious, like everything that you're wearing right now, everything, this, all this happened in the thought, in your thoughts. What does it mean for us? Maybe nothing, but what does it mean for us 
that my kitchen isn't there right now. Only when you open the door and go there? Yeah. Now, it exists in some state. You know what I keep coming back to? Computer. A computer analogy. Yeah. Think of an open world video game. Right. 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 You leave your house in an open world video game. Right. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's gone. But it's stored. The information is stored somewhere. And it'll come back if you go back to the house. Exactly. Yeah, like Red that redemption. I exactly. love that game. I love that game. Can you think of a better metaphor for this idea? This is not a game. This is a it's test. Alarming. It's an alarming physical yeah. finding. But what are your thoughts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But what are you what if you had a video camera uh in the kitchen and you see the refrigerator in the kitchen and you know by looking at the feed the feed from the video camera, right, that you have in your phone, you yep. know. That it's there. In that case, the video camera is analogous to the which way detector. Right. It's which being is measured. being observed. Observed. And because you are observing it through the camera, it exists because you're watching it. And then you're not really sure. You're not really sure if the camera is, you know, is consciousness necessary, you know, because the camera could just be recording the data and it doesn't really, it's not really rendered until you look at the camera. Yeah. And it's processing your brain. Right. And, it's, and it happens in your brain. Yeah. So we don't know if a brain's necessary. Is a measurement, could an AI cause matter to render? Yes. Or is can. a conscious brain actually necessary? Uh, uh, a little bit of both? Who knows? It's like the data is stored somewhere, which is why I was so interested in this idea that black holes store data by, uh, I, forget, <laughs> I forget his name, but he's one of Stephen Hawking's. Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. And it's like, okay. Now, how can you test that though? You can't. But the point is now you have all the elements of the computer. Right. You have the data storage, you right. have the processor, right. the RAM. Right. It just starts to feel a lot like we're inside of something. We are inside of something. Yeah. It's like the Truman Show. You me and my movies, I'm sorry. I, I'm impressed by you because like you're able to come to that conclusion so easily. For me, I like really had to like look at these and like painstakingly like why is that? Man, it just freaking seems like this is the case, you know? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, it's a test, man. And and oh, that's our cue. It's it's a test. <laughs> the camera. <turn. laughs> if you're if you're watching on YouTube, every once in a while you get a. That's gonna take forever. I don't want to. I don't want to edit it. I'll edit it. Okay. Yeah. Send that to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. I iMovie. You oh. do the audio, and I'll do the iMovie. Oh man, it's gonna be great. It's gonna yeah. be the best best YouTube video we've posted. I'll make yeah. the thumbnail for YouTube. Cool, right here. <laughs> Just a picture of that, but dude, I'm, bu- I'm buzzed, man. This is not the level of professionalism I was hoping to deliver. Well, we're not physicists anyway. <laughs> we're okay. just chatting. You mentioned we're just chatting. You mentioned Arthur Conan Doyle's book Sherlock Holmes, or books. Mm-hmm. Got a quote. Okay. When you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. And this is something that I would say most scientists, physicists, rationalists are not really able to do in this regard. This is where we get the idea, what we learned in school, that light behaves like a particle in a wave. Did you, when you heard that, did you think all of this is what that was based on? No, not at all. This is completely, yeah. I mean, they're right. Light can behave like a particle when it's being observed, but that's not how we were taught. It's like, oh, right. it has a little bit of both, you know, yeah. it's non-chromatic, you know, chromatic light. It's wild. Yeah. Non-colloidal, colloidal light, laser. You know, that's that's that was the extent of it. I uh 
I want to read a, a few pages of a book. Vale. Okay. Nothing, nothing. That's just great TV, watching someone read. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Trevor. But I think it's worth it. And then I can kind of end my presentation and we can just chat. Okay. okay. Will you grab me that second, the biocentrism? Yes. On the bottom, on the bottom. Yep. This one here. Yeah, it's a, like cool. a Jenga tower. Uh, hold hold that bar of silver. Tell me what you feel when you hold that. Okay. Pretty impressively hefty, right? Does it exist because it's in my hand? Because you're observing it. And that's, a gr- that's a great point about... Because when I first learned this, my issue was, what about touch? I get that right. something renders when you see it, but but I'm holding this. It's real, you know? And I can measure this, the, the mass of it with... We'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. So, uh... This is kind of cool. Where'd you get this? I, uh, you know, you know, Kurt, our guest we had. Yeah. Kurt is awesome. He talked me into, he talked me into every once in a while buying some precious metals. Nice. This is one kilo. Yeah. It's just permanence. You know, it's not a, it's probably a terrible investment. Although that's, I bought it for 300. It's worth a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago? That whole book is filled with silver coins right there. Nice. What, uh, how long ago? Uh, I sold, I used to be into flipping land. We could talk I about that. that. Yeah. And I so I that. sold, a, I bought a bunch of properties at auction for like a hundred bucks each and sold them for a thousand bucks each. Nice. And I bought some silver. Dude, one of one of them was in Kurt's area, actually. No way. Yeah. That was so my cool. problem. That was not a good investment. Wait, uh, gold does not uh, weight this much, does it? Gold's heavier. No. Yeah. This is pretty heavy, man. Yeah. Wow. Gold's heavier per unit. Per gram? You know, yeah. The unit? Heavier per volume, volume. per unit volume. Okay, yeah. Got it. People are like, what are they talking about? Yeah, these guys are out there. I think I think there's something cool about a pure alloy that is so industrially useful, like silver and gold. It's in everything. It's in our phones. I, I I'm into it. Okay. Well, so were the Spaniards. Yeah. When they got all the gold from uh, Mexico. I can't really afford gold. I have one gold coin. Or you, silver, actually. Silver's cheap. They, 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 oh, man, they took all of it. Do you know how much gold is right now? It's like two thousand dollars an ounce. No way. Just a little coins, two grand. Amazing. Way more than diamonds. I mean, people. If people are into jewelry, diamonds are expensive, right? But when you actually look at the real value of the materials, gold is gold, gold is standard, double baby. platinum. It's gold standard. A hundred x silver. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we're way after. <laughs> uh, I, anyway, I never. I always thought precious metals were silly until. Until, Until uh, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt got me hooked. All right, so I'm going to read a chapter out of a book. We've talked about it before. It's not a chapter, sorry. It's a couple pages. Called uh, The book is called Biocentrism. It's written by a really outstanding scientist in the field of regener- regenerative medicine mm-hmm. and a physicist mm-hmm. who co-wrote the book with him. It's called The Sound of a Falling Tree. Who hasn't considered or at least heard the old question if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is there, does it make a sound? I've heard of that. If we conduct a quick survey of friends and family, we shall find that the vast majority of people answer decisively in the affirmative. Of course, a falling tree makes a sound. Right? Mm-hmm. With a touch of peak. As if this were a question too dumb to merit a moment's contemplation. By taking the stance what people are actually averring is their belief in an objective, independent reality. Obviously, the prevailing mindset is of a universe that exists just as well without us as with us. Mm -hmm. This fits entirely with the Western view held at least since biblical times. 
that little me is of small importance or consequence in the cosmos. You consider or perhaps have sufficient science background for a realistic sonic appraisal of what actually occurs when that tree falls in the woods. What is the process that produces sound? So if the reader will forgive a quick return to fifth grade earth science, here's a summary. Sound is created by a disturbance in some medium, usually air. Although sound travels even faster and more efficiently through denser materials like water. Limbs, branches, and trunks violently striking the ground create rapid pulses of air. A deaf person can readily feel some of these pulsations. They are particularly blatant on the skin when the pulses repeat with the frequency of 5 to 30 times a second. Mm. I'm going to skip ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny rapid puffs of wind basically is what sound is. There's no sound attached to them. It's Mm. tiny rapid puffs of wind. Mm -hmm. Now let's add an ear to the scene. If someone is nearby, the ear puffs physically cause the ear's tympanic membrane to vibrate, which then stimulates nerves only if the air is only if the air is pulsing between twenty and twenty thousand times a second. If you're over forty, between twenty and ten thousand times oh, per no second. Kidding. We're losing hearing. That's I right. Am. Uh, <laughs> even less if you spent your youth at rock concerts, <laughs> which I know you did. Rock star. Air that pulses 15 times a second is not any different from air that pulses 30 times, yet the former will never result in the perception of sound. In any case, nerves stimulated by the moving eardrum send electrical signals to a section of the brain, resulting in the cognition of a noise. This experience, then, is inarguably symbiotic. The pulses of air by themselves do not constitute anything resembling sound, which is obvious, because 15 pulse air puffs remain silent. 20 puff per seconds you can hear. Mm-hmm. Only when a specific range of pulses are present does the ear's neural architecture let human consciousness conjure the noise experience. In short, an observer, an ear, and a brain are every bit as necessary for the experience of sound as are the air pulses. The external world and consciousness are correlative, and a tree that falls in an empty forest creates only vibrations of air, tiny puffs of wind. Okay. Um, not, I'm still not convinced, right? Right. It's like, okay, uh, let me see if the video is still working. It's like, I get it, but that doesn't, that doesn't make me think that re- reality is not real, right? When I'm not there, mm-hmm. but we, we'll go on. Is this okay? Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, when someone dismissively answers, of course, a tree makes a sound if no one's nearby. They are merely demonstrating their inability to ponder an event that nobody attended. They're finding it too difficult to remove themselves from the equation. They somehow continue to imagine themselves present when they are absent. Mm. That's a good sentence. Yeah. Because when you think about the tree falling in the woods, you're like, of course it makes a sound because you're putting yourself there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it makes a sound, but it doesn't. Now consider a lit candle placed on a table in that same empty forest. I'm skipping a joke he's trying to make. He tries to be funny sometimes. Uh, <laughs> even if we contradict quantum experiments and allow that uh, that electrons and all other particles have assumed actual positions in the absence of observers, which we know they can't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's a non-existent wave in reality until we're there, that right. light. Right. Uh, much more on this later. The flame is still merely a hot gas. Like any source of light, it emits photons or tiny packets of waves of electromagnetic energy. Each consists of electrical and magnetic pulses. These momentary exhibitions of electricity and magnetism are the whole show, the nature of light itself. Mm. 
It's easy to recall from everyday experience that neither electricity nor magnetism have visual properties. So on its own, it's not hard to grasp that there is nothing inherently visual, nothing bright or colored about that flame. Now let these same invisible waves strike a human retina, and if, and only if, the waves happen to measure between 400 and 700 nanometers from crest to crest, then their energy is just right to deliver a stimulus to the 8 million cone-shaped cells in the retina. Each in turn sends an electrical pulse to a neighbor neuron, and on up the line it goes at 250 miles an hour until it reaches the warm, wet occipital lobe of the brain in the back of the head. There a cascading complex of neurons fire from the stimuli, and we subjectively experience this ex- objectively perceive this experience as a yellow mm-hmm. brightness occurring in a place we have been conditioned to call the world. Other creatures receiving the identical stimulus will experience something altogether different, a perception of gray or something completely dissimilar that we can't comprehend. The point is there isn't a bright yellow light out there at all. At most, there is an invisible stream of electric and magnetic pulses. We are totally necessary for the experience of what we'd call a yellow flame. Hmm. What do you think? Well, it's there's, there's one more little section, but what do you think about consciousness? That? Is what renders reality. That's it, man. I love the word renders because it's not like like it's out there, right? The the data is right. out there, right? It's unorganized. It's data. a cloud of probability, right? And so our consciousness makes it probable based upon our computations, yeah. organic computations. This processor in our brain forces right. it to take a form. Right. And we are forced into that reality based upon our traumas and our thoughts and form in our formative years. That's why it's important to, you know, have a, a, a an open brain. And little and exposed to as many realities. It really it does make you wonder like how much influence do I have? Because you oh, can still tremendous. take tremendous as a still, parent? Right, right. Oh my gosh, you're it. But then how much like their mystery is your fault. No it, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's that's true. But then it's like how much influence do I have over reality? I mean rea- reality can All still over be your objective. Own or someone else's. My perception of reality. Or Man, that's, that's a tough. I, don't, I know. I'm sorry because you have your own reality. I've had too much delirium. That's uh, okay. Yeah, you have your Shared own reality. reality, actual reality. I don't. I don't think we have any influence over actual reality. Still, the thing is, you're we're imposing our realities into our children. Yeah, that's for sure true. Right? That's crazy. Should we? Should we hand hand ram this thing home? We're almost done. Well, might as well. This is all we just, got. Left. Just do it. Might as well. Consider an even more intuitive example, rainbows. The sudden appearance of those prismatic colors juxtaposed between mountains can take our breath away. But the truth is we are absolutely necessary for the rainbow's existence. When nobody's there, there is no rainbow. Not that again, you might be thinking, but hang in there. This time it's more obvious than ever. Three components are necessary for a rainbow. There must be sun, there must be raindrops, and there must be a conscious eye or its surrogate film at the correct geometric location. If your eyes look directly opposite the sun at an anti-solar point, which is always marked by the shadow of your head, the sunlit water droplets will produce a rainbow that surrounds that precise spot at a distance of 42 degrees. But your eyes must be located at that spot where the refracted light from the sunlit droplets converges to complete the required geometry. A person next to you 
will complete his or his or her own geometry and will be at the apex of a cone for an entirely different set of raindrops and therefore will see an entirely different rainbow. The rainbow is very likely to look like yours, but it needn't be so. The droplets their eyes intercept may be of a different size. Larger droplets make for a more vivid rainbow while at the same time robbing it of blue, for mm-hmm. example. Almost done. Then, too, if the sunlit droplets are close, as from a lawn sprinkler, the person next to you might not see a rainbow at all. Your rainbow is yours alone. But now we get to our point. What if no one's there? There is no rainbow. Right. An eye brain system or its surrogate, a camera whose results will only be viewed later by a conscious observer, must be present to complete the geometry. As real as the rainbow looks, it requires your presence just as much as it requires the sun and rain. In the absence of any one or any animal, it is easy to see that no rainbow is there. Or if you prefer, there are countless trillions of potential bows, each one blurrily offset from the next by the minutest margin. None of this is philosophical or speculative. It's a basic science that would be encountered in any earth science class. I skipped one of the most important paragraphs. Read it. Why? What Thanks. Ab- Thanks. <laughs> what, <Hold> about, <laughs> what, what about if you touch something? Isn't it solid? Push on the trunk of a fallen tree, you feel pressure. But this, too, is a sensation strictly created by your own mind and only projected to your fingertips, mm-hmm. whose existence also lies within the mind. Moreover, that sensation of pressure is caused not by any contact with the solid, but by the fact that every atom is negatively charged electrons in its outer shell. As we all know, charges of the same type repel each other, so the bark's electrons repel yours, and you feel this repulsive force stopping your fingers from penetrating any further. Nothing solid ever meets anything solid in reality. Mm. The atoms in your fingers are each as empty as a vacant football stadium in which a single fly sits on the 50-yard line. Mm. If we needed solids to stop us, rather than energy fields, your fingers would penetrate the tree as if it were swiping it. That is amazing. Who wrote this? Such, he has three books. They're all so good. Uh, yeah. Robert Lanza, he's he's going to win a Nobel Prize pretty soon, I suspect. Um, but his field is actually biology. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's co-written a, by a physicist. A PhD, uh, yeah. MD, oh, PhD. Yeah. Oh, you know, dual dual doctorate. And then Bob Lanza is not, sorry, uh, Bob, I forget the other guy's name. He's a physicist. So there's no other talking about. They know what they're talking about, man. Now there are there oh, are yeah, Robert Lenz. There are alternative views. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this guy. Actually, someone today told me to listen to some tapes from this guy. But uh, there's a guy who thinks it's actually the opposite way. Matter creates consciousness. There's vib- quantum vibrations in the microtubules. Oh, wow. Blah blah blah. So who knows? Mm-hmm. But we just keep coming back to these experiments in the 50s and 60s and 70s that people just yeah, like to ignore, up. right? They right. like to ignore them. Right. But uh, people don't like to think nowadays. That's the thing. It's so easy just to fall into the default. Exactly. Right? The bare minimum, the default state of mentality, when which you, is why think harder when I can get it done with just minimal. Exactly. So sad. Well, I mean, yeah, you're just trying to get through the day. You know, you have a real, real issues. You got to pay rent. Well, yeah. Uh, oh no, yeah. Sometimes absolutely. it's tough to speculate on the nature of reality, but absolutely. But when you it, have a minute <laughs> to but, think about, no, it. it is true. I'm going to put the book here. But the thing is, uh, the it, remember the stages. I think we talked about it more than ten years ago. Survival, yeah. 
right? Stability, success, and then uh, significance. Yeah. yeah. Right? So when you're a survival stage, it's like like you say, you got to pay the rent, you got to meet the ants, and you got to eat, right? So you survival, survival, and then it's like you read more, you dwell into information, and, and then you get stable, right? You stabilize, you get a nice paycheck, and you, everything is nice. And then you get bored, and then it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be successful. I've got some, yeah. Right? Yeah. And then significance. You see that throughout history, you know? And cities, when and people. When you're a hunter-gatherer just trying to get your next meal, you right. don't really have time to develop physics, you know? Right. But, I'm gonna put this but uh-huh. then once a society emerges, you can... Uh, specialize and and right and i think now you're right i think we're living in a time where most people just really don't have the luxury to entertain the idea don't of the double slit experiment the, right they just want to just get by yeah i mean we did survive a pandemic right that it, happens every hundred years it doesn't make you any more Some didn't survive it doesn't make it doesn't give you any competitive edge to understand the double slit experiment but maybe it does uh, give you... I think you... it does forever. I th- and that's why you're so interested, and that's why I'm interested, because it gives you, you know what? Choice. Knowing that... Choice to what to observe, what to listen to, yeah, exactly. who to talk to, what to eat. All those things are, even though they're matter, they are fitting your consciousness, right? It's all fitting your organism that fits your consciousness. That's why food is very important. Yeah. I think there's something so it's important. Like, how do you want to make your reality? Like, how do you want this movie to play out? There is something powerful about knowing. Oh, absolutely. Every, everything, all this is occurring in my mind. Right. Things are happening to me. I'm, I'm creating, I'm creating this right now. The truth is there's other conscious agents doing the same thing and you can have negative interactions with them. So you gotta, we can't just completely, we have that all the time, but every day, but most of the time, most of the things that you encounter, it's just being, it's just happening up in here. You can, oh, everything, you can deal with it. Everything, yeah, absolutely. That's why people get it. The perception of reality. Some people have a distorted perception of reality, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah, the, the, the travel. The you see travel. that all the time. I mean, that's most people who are going through something, yeah, uh, any kind of mental health issue. It's just they, they don't see things the way most people would see them. You know? Well, it's rough, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's a whole chimichanga. It's like the emotional health and the mental health, yeah. the physical health, you know? So it's, it's rough, man. Um, but it, it really, it's like allostatic loads. It, it's really bad when it's constantly like that. Like if you realize you have a mental health, like seek help. Yeah. You know, that's key. Uh, but if you if you don't see you having issues, that's a problem. We've uh, we, we we've covered the full gamut. We've gone from physics, physics, and nature, reality, mental health. What? I, well, it is consciousness. What What does this do? This knowledge. What does it do for your perception of the universe? Anything? The, yes, of course. Okay. Uh, well, you know. There used to be a time when I used to play video games a lot, long time ago. I mean, I started with the Nintendo. It's been that long. And, you know, it goes through phases. I'm not a, a gamer, but I enjoy games that uh, actually give me a sense of uh, freedom, such as... It's an open world game. Yeah, yeah such as, uh, well, yeah, GTA, 
Oh yeah, yeah. But and the same guys, which is uh, uh, Naughty Dog, I think is what it's called. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also created Red Dead Redemption. Yes, yeah, I yep. love that game. Like it takes me back to the 1800s. You ride a horse, and then you have so many interactions. But you're right; it doesn't exist. Like you go into the city, but it's not in the game. You can hear the little disc spinning. Yep. Right, to sit around spinning, trying to render that's it, that man. city. That's it. It's like everything, everything in a game exists in a low, in a state that is computationally not demanding. Right, it's a low resource demand until right. until you force it to render with your actual frame of reference being right. focused on it. I feel that's that's what we're in, man. We're in the frontier. Yeah, it's something made this. Yeah. something something yeah. made this. Yeah. 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 It's, it has rules. It has limitations. Yes. For a reason. Yeah. This fundamental laws. It started as an analog memory, right? And then it's be, we have lived the digital age, right? With CDs are long gone. Cassettes are long gone. Now it's digital. The next step is organic. Yeah. Right? Yes. Which is what they're trying to do now. Like everything, like the memory has to be organic and all those terabytes and all this, all this data. We're obviously... Whatever this is, is obviously something that we're never gonna understand. I, I don't want to say hope, never. I, I hope we don't. Yeah, this is not our realm. But we have enough. <laughs> we have enough understanding to like to start, get in trouble. So start to we'll just start to be able to like draw metaphors. Like right. Oh, okay. Like I get like before computers, there'd be no way for us to talk about rendering oh. reality from store. You know. Oh like, yeah, we're Tell developing that to the IBM uh, 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 computer supercomputer <laughs> back in the I think sixties or seventies. Right. The whole room uh, it was just IBM. I think it was called Blue, yeah. right? You can only yeah. yeah talk to those people. What we're doing right now, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like I like these experiments in the fifties. Like these guys didn't have that frame of reference that we Dude, have, but now. they knew something what's up. That's why they were running this. You listen to these physicists, like you you read the things they actually said. They sound like pot smoking hippies of today. Like the things they were, like the conclusions they're coming to. Yeah, so it's all would, been papered over, man. We don't learn any of that anymore. It's been it's been suppressed. We don't talk about any of these experiments other than to say, like, oh, we determined that light behaves like a particle. It'll away. give people power. It'll this information will empower people. It'll basically tell them you have control of your life. I think that's a good lesson to take from. Don't here. don't be part of the whole mainstream like you're in control of your life but that will get suppressed like no entity or controlling entity will want any individual to think that way if you think about it yeah i come back to that a lot like what what does this information actually do for me and i think one thing it does for me is it really because keep in mind i've been an atheist most of my life right i have to i have to mention that and it's like, man, this, you know, I hear this and maybe I'm just searching for meaning, you know, but I hear this and I'm like, this just has the hallmarks of something created, you know, it just, this just feels like something that was made. Analog, digital, organic. Like I don't, exactly, you can't, you can't, ex the, the big bang evolution, not that I don't believe in them. those could all be part of this. It's but, our own, it's like. PS5 or PS10 when right. the future is trying to make sense of the games being played. Right. Exactly. 
But it's like those things don't explain no. matter. It's like I'm gonna explain to me. Yeah. I'm gonna explain to my own limited self how this was created. You know how dumb that sounds? Yeah. We're so beyond comprehending. We're we're a couple hundred years ago uh, away from from that happening. I think so. Easily. But don't do you ever wonder if there are some people that actually have a pretty good understanding well, of they're this? They're not with us anymore. Oh, okay. Or they're writing books like they, that. Or they had an accident in a small oh. aircraft or a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I try to keep it scientific. I'm sorry. We always either have to uh, go back to the Bible, know. religion, or conspiracy. I, man, I've been reading more and more about things in the Bible, Sumerian. That's cool. Sumerian literature. Writings, sure. And, oh, you're going back. And you're just like, man, this you're going sh- back to the origins. Yeah, it's just uh, it all kind of start. I'm, now I'm really starting like a like tinfoil hat, but it just all you just start to recognize patterns. Like, right. oh, this thing fits with that, and this thing fits with that. Right, connecting dots. And it's like, uh, it just it really it really makes sense to me that this is not, we're not in a base reality. No. And we're in a reality, right? I mean, the, the, the kitchen, the kitchen is there in a sense that the data mm-hmm. is stored somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm five minutes. I'm five minutes away from your house, but I yeah. really don't exist until I, yeah. We talked unless your neighbor's looking out his window at your house. Right. right? No, but that's the thing. You exist. Why? I exist. Well, yeah, now we're getting into a whole thing, but I, I like to think of us as like conscious agents inside of this oh, for sure. this hologram. And yeah, things get tricky when it talks about consciousness, but when it comes to matter, uh, inorganic matter, or organic matter, for just matter, it's different. Like the fridge, right? It's there, yeah. or is it really there? But yeah, but now, but now you're talking about, are you here? And it's like, well, consciousness clearly has oh, some special place because- if it's causing matter to be rendered right. into this reality, it, it means something. I, right. We don't know exactly what yeah. it means. Well, but. the fridge, the difference is the fridge doesn't have a soul. Right, right. And we do. Right. Yeah, we're well, yeah, I mean, the fridge doesn't cause the matter nearby to be rendered. There's a distinction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 100%. So I think that's, that's way more powerful. So, so it's a different type of matter. Again, we're organic, and that's something else. That's, yeah. It's, it's not organic. But then again, trees are organic. But... They don't have consciousness, or do they? There are some theories, man, that plants stuck to themselves if you put them together. That that is interesting. A lot of biologists uh, they don't even want to dwell on that a whole lot, but they see patterns of growth and death whenever you have certain types of trees and plants together. There's a lot of things that point to at at, at like they communicate. At the bare minimum, you could say just reflexive physiology. You know, like right. like the fact that a lot of a lot of plants will release toxins if you play the sound of plants being chewed right. near them. Right. Because because they go, oh, our friends are being eaten. We right. should make ourselves more poisonous. That's crazy, man. You could say that's just a physiological reflex, but that's knocking at the door. But how are they? Of consciousness, <laughs> yeah. you know, how are they talking to each other? You know, how are they communicating? It's just like right, like it's not, it's not consciousness in the way we understand it. I guess right. but it's more like that's why it's called a reflex. Yeah, I get it, I get it. It's like uh, the mom uh, or a woman hearing a baby, a baby cry, even if, if they're not their baby, uh, they're gonna, it's they're gonna have some biomarkers release. Yeah, yeah, 
And you, so you could say that's below the level of consciousness, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's human. But to me, to me, consciousness else. comes down to just a perception of self. You know, I'm lo- where I'm here. I'm located right here. This is mine. When bad things happen to me, I feel them. Right. I want. I, I don't want to die. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Just that self awareness. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets distorted though, and that's when it gets streaky. When you start adding different. Uh, animals events. that's why i think animals have it you know mm. okay right i mean they have a self-awareness a perception of self they do now uh they just don't have a soul I, I guess i don't know what that means yeah you're right but that's a topic for another <laughs> yeah i don't really know what that means yeah. man. that's crazy yeah um this was this was great uh i don't know if i conveyed what i was trying to convey or not but at the very least, I think, I hope people will have walked away from this knowing that our understanding of what this is, the stuff around us, is not maybe quite exactly what we thought. Or, yes, or you can make it your own liking. Like, the four walls can be different walls. <laughs> yeah, I, see, that's where I'm not quite sure. You know, like... Okay. Is this... this you know, oh, this, because we're here observing it. This could be stored somewhere, and and if I really want to believe that the wall's purple, it's not. You know, so uh, I don't know. That's that's an interesting point. That because if you are generating reality in your mind, and, you, and I think there's a hierarchy of uh, of uh, reality because a color can be debated. And I was having this conversation yeah. with someone else, right? You can say, oh, the sky is blue. And then someone else can say, oh, no, it's kind of gray. I'm like, no, it's blue. No, it's gray. And that's that. And how do you really know? Let's say you both agree. You really don't. Say you both agree it's blue. But you don't. You have no idea what blue looks like to that person. That's what I'm saying. It's so subjective. And so yeah. is pain. So there, there's that. And then you have facts, right? Yeah. You have like Monday comes after Sunday. Right. I don't care what anyone says. Like, <laughs> Monday comes after Sunday. Yeah. Right. So that's a fact. You can debate that. Right. Facts are facts. You could. I mean, you could. This yeah. is all subjective. Well, good luck with that. Like, I will, <laughs> we will not be in this room together talking if you think uh, Tuesday comes after Sunday. But colors, pain, you know, subjective stuff, it's, it's just that. And so the reality, what, what I'm saying about hierarchy, I think. Facts are like, it's like a meta-analysis. Does this, sorry to change the subject. No, that's fine. Does this have any bearing on you on the afterlife? I don't think it does. Oh my gosh. I don't think it, because here's what we know. Here's what we know. This to me makes it sound like, okay, this universe was designed. It was created. It's a, it's a game. We're living within it. There's something outside of it. It's a virtual reality. It's a, it's a holographic universe. It's a gender. It's a virtual reality. Yes. Whatever that means, you know, um, this doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, when you die in the game, that you just pop up in a new game. It might. Continue. It could. <laughs> Nine. Continue. Yeah. And third quarter, you know. <laughs> That's right. We don't know that. No one knows. No, we don't. 
It's 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 nice. That's what's so. That's what. That's what's so. That's what's so. No, that's what's so no like, one knows because no one has come back to it. Well, Jesus, but you have to believe. See, and that's where faith comes in. So, what's Jesus? Is he just somebody who uh, figured out how to mess with the rules of the game, or is he? He was the, the one who created the game design, or he actually he's the, created. He's it. the one who created. Sorry, we're out. The, we're, Probably, I have probably, five eight oh fives over there. That's fine. Uh, he, it, it was beautiful because his arch, it was the architect who came down and played with the game with the with the gamers with the actual. That's kind of cool, man. It's like Tron. I see Tron, he, but here, but here's my issue with that. Not to like alienate all the Christian listeners, but he's not. He's not the only figure like that right there's been many but he's the only one who said he is coming from like the guy himself i guess so yeah like he's the son of god he's the one who claimed that well i mean plenty of people have claimed that he's the only one that we well, might let's, believe. let's well you know we're yeah. we're pretty we are scientists so let's let's base it on then outcomes okay right so so look at the outcome right like the things that he did yeah this will have to be another episode because <laughs> uh the things that he did for the people for his own creation right because we were a mess i mean we were a mess then right now I we're lost i don't know enough about obviously the bible about history to really have an opinion you know enough to get but, in like, trouble an outsider looking in i would say like um there are a lot of figures like that. Oh yeah, faiths, yeah, yeah, yeah. In know? other religions, and 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 they'll be just as adamant as uh, Christians will be. But let's read the outcomes, though. The, the the outcomes are not the greatest. I don't know. know what that means. I don't know what that means. Meaning that they were not thinking for the people; they were just thinking for themselves. Like like Osiris, Muhammad. Mm-hmm. The pe- those people had worse outcomes. They're they're not the outcomes for us. They're the outcomes for them. For the people, the believers? for themselves. Yeah. They're, they're, so they, the, what they did it was to but how do you fulfill know? themselves. But how do you know? We don't know. We weren't there. No one really knows. Yeah, we have no idea. So again, there's a leap of faith, right? There's a leap of of faith. Yeah. You have. So we are in the West, and we believe in the Bible, and that's what it was. Just we grew up, we were exposed to that, whether you like it or not. I really wasn't, but, but oh no, kidding! I yeah. mean, you knew about it. I mean, I've heard, I've heard of it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, did you hear about the Quran? Yeah, I mean, yeah. At the same time as the Bible, or you heard heard more of the Bible uh, versus the the, the Quran? I haven't, re- I haven't read anything in the Bible. I mean, okay, I'm starting to now. I'm trying to. Uh, not that I'm trying to. I'm I'm reading kind of like. Things about the Bible. I need to you actually know, go read the Bible. I, I know. Was well, a living word. Yeah, it's a living word. But according it, to according you, according to the word, <laughs> according to you. Because if I go fly no, to a different country, they're going to tell me that there's other some other texts that's the word. And they exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it, it it all comes down to uh, if it's if it's improving your life or if it's not improving your life. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can make that. I mean, you can make that case for everything. I'm not gonna say because we're we're doing a show, but we'll talk about it off off the record. I mean, I'm not trying to be combative. I'm actually 
I mean, full disclosure, I'm I'm very interested in. in so, learning would you more consider yourself an atheist? Not no, not anymore. No, I've I've definitely moved from like atheist to what happened. Whatever's the next level. Uh, a lot of this kind of stuff. No kidding. Yeah, because I've I've always kind of considered myself fairly objective, like super skeptical. No, I mean. Uh, no, cause I, I, I guess, um, but skepticism I think is a tool and mm-hmm. it can be kind of wielded it's in any direction. Mm-hmm. It can be wielded towards mainstream science. It can be wielded towards religion. So, right. um, so I think that skepticism definitely did sort of push me away from religion. Cause I kept coming back to the idea of my beliefs, the person's beliefs next to me are 100 let's say 98% dictated by the location on earth that they were born. Mm-hmm. And so that strikes me as mm-hmm. odd, you know, to mm-hmm. say that like, this is for sure. Right. Because I know if I was born over there, I would be saying the exact same thing. Do, the you, other direction. do you think then human consciousness is ruled by a universal set of morals? What's right and what's wrong. Mm, gosh. This is late in the show to be asking. Yeah, well, oh, you took it there because you said it was based on geo- geographical. Uh, here's kind of location. what I think. Here's here's what I'm what I'm starting. Do you think, to think that person? Sorry. Do you think that person? Uh, let's say born in Europe, another person in Asia, uh, Africa. Yeah. Do you think they're all capable of knowing? Let's 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 go there because that was the first sin. Well, the second, uh, uh, killing someone, killing another human sentient being right yeah it's bad it's wrong it's, right. it's not good right, right, right do you think all of those people living in geographical areas know that i think so right yeah. so would can we then conclude that they're all regulated by this human consciousness of what's good and what's wrong regardless like, of what's the what their literature is i like to think so yeah. i think so too man yeah. i think so so it makes me think that we already innate, but ju- but just in your mind, we have that consider already. the possibility that that could be evolutionary driven. Let's say let's say that's because if because if psych because if it's psychopathy survival, it's survival if psycho- psychopathy was a successful strategy, it would have been selected for by evolution, but it's not. Right. They get rejected by society. So you have to follow the well, rules of society. Is, well, I actually, I actually, I, we've talked that I, I have a lot of issues with evolution. So I'm not trying to be like this, right? But no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. But then again, society tells you what's normal, right? Uh, and then you, so you have normal, and then you have natural. Yeah, two different concepts. Uh, and I'm gonna go there, and I think we're heading towards the end of the of the show. Well, this is good. We, I, mean, uh, I know, I know. So, what's natural? So, let me give you an example. What's normal for society? It's monogamy, or it's mm-hmm. you know that nature says otherwise, right? So, different story. I mean, we were designed that way. If you really think about it, what do you mean by nature says otherwise? Uh, Go there, but if you're all, just, if, all I'm saying is that all I'm saying the society imposes what's normal, okay, and yeah. then natural. It's a different. It's a different beast. But but all of that you could easily make a case is driven by evolution. They both are. You could. I mean, you could make that case. I'm not saying I'm making that case. Back to your point, 
Yeah. I feel better when I think that, you know, being an atheist is not comforting for your soul, you know? So it's, it was never something that I enjoyed being, Well, you know? Yeah. It, it, what did I read that? It requires more faith to be an atheist than not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. I think I hundred percent like it's, it requires a lot of work because there's so many things pointing otherwise. And okay, but but again, I don't think the work is because of evidence. I think the work is because of the way you feel. Subjective. Oh no, I mean perception. On. Who who what normal human wants to believe that in a blink of an eye your existence will be over? It's oh. nice to be alive. For you and I, but I mean, anxiety, depression, it's, it's rampant, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's I mean, obviously people do take their own life. So yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. So it's, it's an issue. It's an issue and, and it has to, it, we're still trying to find, well, we, I don't know about we, but they, My, they are still trying to find a way to kind of fix that for yeah. some because all those things are just uh, operating systems. It's a software issue. It's and it's a firmware, and they're trying to figure it out which patch. If you know, what I mean. if you know what I mean. But what? But the things, the things that you're saying right now, like, um, it was, it was never like, it could, it could just be that all of these different religions are kind of picking up on pieces of one truth. You know, there is this actual truth. I agree with you on that. Whatever it is. I agree in a lot of things. I agree with that as and, well. And it's like this this club feels this way right. and they have their, their team and this club feels that way and this right. one's that way. But we're all in a game. Sure. Yeah. Uh and that I'm gonna tell you another quote, right? Mm -hmm. So 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 it's like we're all in the same game, just different levels. Yeah, I've heard that. You've right? said that. I like that. Right. Idea. Uh, playing no, with different the, hells, yeah, just with different devils. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it's just saying that exactly what you're saying is like we we just have different perceptions of reality, right? Yeah. After all, and so that's this is what ties this, it in to this. This is saying, but but th this is like I think a huge the stuff we talked about tonight, I think is a huge piece of evidence for. What kind of what you're saying? Uh, I hate to use the word design, but why? Well, it just it means something. It implies, it an, implies archi something. an architect. It uh, it implies a specific view of the world. It doesn't, and it, that it shouldn't, because mm. we really don't understand it. So to 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 force this idea like mm. like God, whatever that means. Mm. But you feel it though. We were designed to feel that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I I'm mean, there are times like when you're, let's say, with your family, with your children, it's like pure pure love, like pure love, like with your, with your yeah. kids. And now it's like, oh, the whole world can go to hell, and I'm just happy right 100%, 100%. Well, that's it. We were kind of designed for that. But you don't need to be a Christian to feel that. Oh, feeling, feeling, yeah. feeling and saying you were created is it's way different than saying you're a Christian. But you can be created. You can feel that you were created and not be a Christian. That's my point. Yes, of yeah, course. That, that, that's, that, was all, that was always my issue. Oh, I see. It's like, we don't know. The certainty drives me crazy. Mm. It's repulsive. When people are like, let me tell you how no, it no, works. No, no. Don't, don't sell that to me. And it's like, I would place so much more faith and trust in you 
if you were like, yeah, we have no idea, but this, I have these no are idea. The like I told you, I don't know exactly. if there's a heaven. Yeah. I like, no, dude, just don't, don't tell me, don't uh, install your software in my exactly. computer. Say, hey, these are the things we're seeing. You know, we're seeing that. Uh, we have no idea how the universe was created. <laughs> Bottom line, can you yeah. accept that or are you going to crumble and, yeah. and, and, and malfunction? And I feel the same way about scientists when they're like, Evo- evolution. Evo- yeah. oh, okay, it's extremists. Fine. But but we, you have no idea right. how life originated. So Einstein was right. See, he yeah. said the more we know, the less we know. Right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he said that. That's good. No, I just made that up. Okay. Because <laughs> 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 people can, will just Google it. I don't know. <laughs> Fact check. Oh, even that uh, is, even that is faulty. But, maybe, uh, <laughs> should we call it? What do you think? What, when did we start? Have we been talking for an hour? I have no idea. I'm just drinking and talking. I could keep, I could talk forever. I, I just want to I just want to be careful. <laughs> and then, and then with the, and then, then the way we sound, we sound great, and we're in person is fantastic. <laughs> I don't even know. Are we even? Let's see. Are we even still recording our faces? Uh, I don't know. I've been standing up and clicking on that. What are we gonna call? Oh, we're so out of. We're so out of focus, and the camera's frozen. Oh no! Okay, well, uh, at least we have the audio. We're not gonna post this, uh, the video, but at least we have the audio. Uh, but the power. Oh no, you're moving. We're just out of focus. You just next time you do, you uh, just gotta hold your little finger. See. You hold your little finger on the. It's fine, man. I think people. I think having the PowerPoint is worth it. But no, I think having the podcast, and then uh, we can post the. PowerPoint online and they yes, can look it on up YouTube, actually on YouTube on YouTube yep, yep, yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. or our website or the website we'll put maybe. on the website too yeah yep. so there you go and going for, up. going forward we'll have PowerPoint. good video going forward we'll have good video and uh and anyway just just I guess to start winding down you asked me do I consider myself an atheist no I don't most of my life I would have said yes hmm. and I would have argued adamantly how did that work out fine exactly I mean it's okay Exactly, because yeah. you were, you were, it was, it was, it was meant to be that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, there, there was ah, that. You know, again, I'm like my w- worldview is is really it's almost more pushed in one direction or the other by the negative. You know, because like when I see scientists displaying the same types of things that drove me crazy about religious people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to reconsider my worldview. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like so I, I'm treating science like a religion and it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's a methodology. It's a process. It's a process. And remember, there's always a perfect error. And mo- yeah. And the most perfect error needs to be there for the reality to happen. And yeah, nice. <laughs> and, and most scientists through history were the religious. I mean, they were, and, and I just don't, I think it's just the word religion because re- religion to me implies religion is man-made. A set you of beliefs. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. Religion was, is. again, society imposed by society to be too normalized again normal versus nature to normalize people because we are i'm sorry but we humans are not the greatest and we tend to peterson said that if we didn't have laws and regulations every human will run a red light if we didn't have consequences of that yeah because that's our we just need to get there point a from b and who cares about the rest so what is that? Te- so religion, which is man-made, and I had a discussions, a discussion with, uh, with someone 
about religion uh, a few years ago or months ago. Anyway, that it was man-made, and that person did not like it. Uh, did well, not take else, it well. What else could it be? Made by God? Right. Well, which one? All of them. Each or of whatever them. God is geographically placed. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's... But it was man- so. So he finally came to terms. You could you could make that case that they're all man made, but you just can't be so certain that everyone else is wrong. I mean, you just got to be like, hey, we're all just finding, we're all just walking our just own path. Just to go onto towards, others yeah. again. It comes back to the 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 social conscious, the 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 human consciousness, not social human consciousness of do what's right and what's wrong. And my friend, who is my good friend that we interviewed on the show, yeah. would say that this type of talk is. 100% satanic because as soon as you say, cool. as soon as you say that, like, we're all just trying to find out who God is in our own way, like, no, it's impossible. That type of inclusivity is satanic. Well, it's okay. and Everyone confusing. is entitled to live in their bubble. Exactly. It's okay. And so I think I've been exposed to a lot of that. And you know what? I'm okay. Let's go back to that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. And I and I think his perception of reality, if if the outcomes, and we're going to come back to that again, if he does well to others, and he's a member of society, and he's sure. a good friend, yeah, who cares? Yeah, hundred percent. Right, yeah. live in that bubble, yeah. be happy. I don't care. Just be good. Like, be there when I need you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Pay your taxes. <laughs> just be a good guy. You know. But if I just. It's like you can't change people. It's like, do you really believe it's satanic? No, no, no. Listen, because like, what does that mean? Like, shouldn't you do everything in your power to destroy it? They go back, and I have friends like that. They go back to 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 the whole thing. So you can be cold or hot. I mean, I mean, you can be lukewarm, either hot or cold. Right. So any lukewarm is satanic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 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 either you're hot or you're cold, but uh, who cares, man? People are gonna label. Yeah. I don't, anyway, I don't care. anyway, but I think I think the fact that he's your friend that kind of bothers you. No, it does. It's just um, not that it bothers you, but it's like. But ah, that's but that's the aspect. Do than that. That's the. I think the reason I keep going back to that is like when I would tell someone that I'm atheist, they think you're satanic. It was what I meant. What I well, they they actually well, I have funny stories about that. But oh what I actually meant was that I wasn't religious in that sense. And it's okay. Yeah, I not, I don't think I ever. Re- I mean, I probably didn't. You know, I have to admit, today I got I got uh, I got shit for saying that I that I don't necess- I don't need to go to church to find God. Yeah. So I was not. That's the kind of stuff that pushes me right back. I want to. I'm like, yeah. They're looking yeah. at me. It's like, oh, what do you mean? It's like. I think churches are like hospitals. Yeah. Like you only go there like when you need to go there. <laughs> right. That's awesome. You know, like if you're broken, you go to the hospital. Like, I, hey, something is wrong with you. Then you go. Like if you're healthy, like preventative care, like I'm good with God. I have good communication. I good, you know, I think I do good. On, I'm a generous guy. I'm, I, I try to do that. I don't, I don't need to go to church to get refill. Like I'm good. Yeah. I the le- I feel the least connected with some kind of like universal truth at at a church. Yeah, because it's man made. But but that might just be some issue that I have that and I. And that's need to nothing get wrong with that. But but it just feels like a societal yes, ritual. Yes, yes. It doesn't feel like. I actually talk to God more when I between trees and and the forest or oh, the yeah. or the I desert. Like yeah. 
I like I have a one-on-one communication. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. There like. is some stuff in the Bible about getting together with other people is like a good thing. Right? Yeah. Well, that person, funny you said that, that person dropped that thing. It's like, well, he said to get together. Whenever two yeah, or more people. Yeah, yeah. We'll get together and congregate. I was like, oh, by how many? Who said that though? I mean. Like how many? One, two. Like I can congregate with my friend and I'm, yeah. I'm good, you know? But then again, that's extreme, extreme, man. Like some people need that in their yeah. life. I, I, I don't. I know you don't. I certainly don't. But you would never give them a hard time about it, though. I will accept them. But they will give you a hard time about it. Yes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that's what it is. That's the part that gets me, man. Because I, I've been praying lately. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But again, like... that's There's power in there, man. I think so. I mean, you again, you could definitely oh, make the, up the red phone. You could definitely make the case like it's some kind of like no, form no, of meditation. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. But it's There's nice. Power in that. It's nice. How do you it. feel after that good. or during? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, you're picking up the red phone. That's a direct line upstairs. I think that's. I think that's good. Yeah. I think the last time I prayed, I was probably nine on a plane by myself. Mm. And I got. Well, I would pray too. I started developing a fear of flying as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, no. I, haven't, I, haven't flo- I haven't flown in years. Well, you know, flying, as, yeah. I'm finding, as I found out years ago, it kind of implies you giving your life away. Like you're putting your life you in a pilot. You have to relinquish all control. Yes. You're like, I know that pilot up there just got divorced. Yes. I know he's hungover. <laughs> I know he's on Chantix because he's trying to quit smoking. Or and uh, or I know he's like a few flight attendants up his leave. He's banging that flight attendant <laughs> right there. And that's all he's thinking about when he's flying the plane. Well, that's and why the, the captain's first, well, That's why the first officer is there, right? And that's why it's virally flown by computers anyway. Right. And it's up running on Windows ninety five. So <laughs> if they just if they hit Control Delete, this whole thing's going down. Yeah. It's like the Apollo uh, mission to the moon. <laughs> it's basically it has less technology than the actual washer and dryer that we have right now. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Listen, man. Let's go open up two more beers and go outside, drink them. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. <laughs> this was such an intense show, man. We talked about the most intense stuff. <laughs> but the the truth that we're recording, we're still recording. Yeah, I know. Okay. What I'm realizing though is that I'm just a little bit too buzzed to keep talking. Are you? I'm starting to slur a little bit. Okay. So for all of our listeners out there, for all of our listeners out there, I hope I hope at least some aspect of this was enjoyable. It was uh, <laughs> there. It was like a mix of giggling and physics. It was giggle physics. Dude, they love that stuff, though, man. I hope so. Oh, Don't we- talk about them like they're not there. They're still listening. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think they do. I think they do. Like, I don't I even. Them. I don't even know we're gonna post this. I think we should. We we can't not post the PowerPoint without posting that. Remember, we can post a PowerPoint on the website, and we set that up. Yeah, but no one people aren't take, getting a PhD from us. They're not going to download the slides for our class, man. I don't know if we have a PhD. Gotta make it. <laughs> we never brag about it. I'm oh, bragging. Shoot, we're still going. I haven't hit pause yet. I'm not done. I got to sign off. Sit down. We got to say bye to everybody. All right. So <laughs> no, we're not. Is it already off? Yeah, I heard it. Okay. Well, folks, I got to end it. We're not done. I got to end it. Oh, we're still in the mic. We're still in the hot mic. We're still going. Man. Well, you said let's go outside, get two beers, and then that's that's that. part of my close-up procedure. Oh my god, we can't drink anymore on this. This Tell is the one-time thing. Go ahead. Let me. Th- th-
Let me ask you. T- tell me something. Isn't this the best podcast? We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask. We'll get feed. We'll get feedback. No, no, no. So far, I mean, I don't know. There's something about alcohol. You'll like leave a party feeling like that was so funny tonight, you know. And then the next day, your friends no, are like, Dude. no. Before we start drinking, though, right now it's right now it's gone. But I'm saying before we started drinking, yeah, we got all excited. It was fun. Oh, it was great. In person was fantastic. I feel. I mean, it's I think more. We should do it again. It's more like if. Okay, sorry, listeners. You're kidding. Is that even on? I'm waving to the camera. It's not even on, right? I don't know. But the I think about podcasts. Like the trick is a regularity, like consistency. Like two episodes a week. Only well, they listen to us. Yeah, because people forget about you. You post once a month. People are like, oh yeah. No, no, no. We can't do it once a month. So I, once a week minimum. And so I, as maybe long twice as, a week even. I think twice a week is it. Let's do it. Okay. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this hot mess of a show. Uh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I had fun. That's that's and I sound bit. better. You sound great. We Thank all, you. Yeah, fantastic. You're like. Your baritone is coming through the mic. It's awesome. You need to record an intro for us. You're a musician. Okay. It's time. Okay. We'll think about a good one. (laughs) Oh, I like ours. That's good, but it's not. It's not you. Uh, We need that personal. Got it. Um, Real quick, I just did you get the music I sent you today? I liked it. Did you listen to it? One of them. Okay. My point is that is just a podcast host. True. It's great. Okay, sorry. Now, now we got to end it. All right, folks. Thanks for. <laughs> he didn't listen. He didn't. I know for a fact. He. Did, I could tell he didn't listen to it. It was. Uh, it no, was, I did. It was a the pod- first part. It was good. Okay. Oh, uh, Trevor. Sorry, man. Next time I'll put. Next time, tell me. Hey, you gotta. You gotta put your headphones. Record, That's what I tell people. Record. Record like a little intro for us or an outro. Either I'll do. I think I'm gonna do. You might already have something recorded. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the piano or something like that. I love it. All right, folks. I'll give you a few samples. Folks, thanks for listening. (laughs) Right about now, hopefully the music is coming in, meaning we're about 30 (laughs) seconds away from ending. I'll I'll be editing that here in a minute. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be gone. it was. I, I hope you I hope everybody had fun. Please visit our website at ourphilosophia.com. Uh, look us up on YouTube. Philosophia, two words. Again, there are quite a few people who have picked that name in the last few months. Of course, I something have. must have came out. Like someone must have used it. Or, I don't know, but uh, we were we were one That's of the first. Exact same thing. One word, but for some reason, it's hard to find us. So, uh, if you are listening to us on the podcast, I'll put the YouTube link in the uh, the description of the show notes so you can find us that way our website's ourphilosophia.com our instagram is our underscore philosophia check us out we'll see you next time alfredo thank you for listening that's it take it easy man thank you easy let's go let's go get a beer let's go get a beer